0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 27 of 2 Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do? What it do? This is Jalen Prince. So, sorry for no episode last week. Um, life gets busy. We're trying to get back in. A we have been before. busy, busy. Yeah. So, for me, too, October, November, December is the busiest time for work. So, we're trying to see if we can figure this out and get a little more consistency to you. But, besides the point, thank you for all your reviews. Um, we'll get to the thank yous at the end of the show. Before we get into the show, we do want to talk about uh, and really give our, you know, our condolences and our thoughts and prayers to the friends and family of Devin Chandler, Lavelle Davis, and Deshaun Perry, um, the UVA players who were killed uh, over the last few days. It's a horrible tragedy, and we really do, you know, wish their friends and family, you know,
1: you never want to wish that upon anybody. Uh, no, God Just a no. lot, li- just the lives of very uh, of young men um sons of parent um parents of families and just students of a very prestige university you send prayers out to them and hope for times of healing times of uh being being given time to grieve and you, you know just send our thoughts and prayers towards the community of the, of the, uh, University of Virginia family. Uh, we understand, we understand that they canceled their football game today. Um, at, you know, as, as they should, as well right. as, um, I think they canceled their basketball game as well. Not really sure at the moment, but no, you know, it's, it's go ahead. Sorry. You know, um, life is bigger than sports, even when sports is life. Absolutely. But at the same time, but, um, but at the same time, like, um, you know, you, you just want to cherish the moments with the loved ones that you have every single day that, that you have a chance. So that's a lot of that.
0: It's know. been good to see the support from, you know, the whole sporting world, both professional and college football, just kind of honoring these people because it's terrible what happened to them. Thankfully, someone did survive. um We wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah. Both physically and mentally. Absolutely. Um there's really no way to do a smooth transition into that mm-hmm. uh, into the next topic but we do want to talk about a couple things uh so
1: we want to go ahead and get into the show um just had to go ahead and throw um give our give our thoughts and prayers as of that family but um, but on with the show
0: yeah absolutely so one thing I do want to talk about and we did kind of touch on it last episode is we talked about some of the most overrated teams in the NFL and you and I talked about this a little bit in the, uh, leading up to the episode. Who has been the – instead of more overrated, let's look at it on a broader scale. Who's been the most disappointing team this year?
1: I'll start it. there's I'll, been a few. I'll start it off. Go for it. Remind you at the beginning, I would go with the Denver Broncos. Okay. Um, now, you can easily say the Oakland Raiders. You can make a case for them as well. Um, heck, you, even, you can really even go to, like, the Los Angeles Chargers – to a certain degree less, but I'm going with the Denver Broncos. Remember at the beginning of the season, this was projected to be the one of the best, if not one of the greatest division in divisions ever. Uh, you have four star caliber quarterbacks. You have two potentially hall of fame quarterbacks. Um, Three of them have Hall of Fame talent, but you have elite quarterbacks. You had a group, you had defenses that might not have been the best, but they had a bunch of star edge rushers. And even though you had young coaches, you still had a lot. There was so much potential on paper with all four of these teams to the point where you say all four of them could make the playoffs this year. And I was one of those people that agreed with that. Right. Fast forward to now this season. You're talking about team, both the Raiders and the Broncos having one of the worst records and one of the worst teams in the league. But mainly my focus is on the Denver Broncos, who has had one of the worst offenses in the league. I hate to see it. Russell Wilson will again will forever be my quarterback as a Seattle Seahawks fan. And I still have love for Russ. I don't have any issues with Russ as much as a lot of Seattle Seahawks fans do and former like Seahawks players. I don't have none of that. I've always supported Russ, and I thought uh, Pete Carroll was the one that was holding him back. Apparently Pete Carroll knew what he was doing. He was right on that. I've, I've, I've admitted that I was wrong on numerous occasions on that point. So that is that. Denver's Unlanded been atrocious. Disappointment. Denver has been atrocious defensive, uh, has been atrocious offensively. Their offensive line has been in shambles uh, and been hacked with injury and no cohesion. They struggle running the ball. Javante Williams, he even had a season-ending injury as well. Um, and Russell. Russell hasn't had no cohesion with the offense. He hasn't had no chemistry with a lot. It looks like he hasn't had no chemistry with any of the receivers. It's just not working out with the Denver Broncos offense at all this year. Russell Wilson
0: is back there playing blindfolded, basically the way he's reading that defense.
1: As much as people want to enjoy and go ahead and say Russ is washed, he can't play. He's not an elite quarterback. Or it's all Russ's fault. It no, I'm I'm placing a whole whole lot of blame on Nathaniel Hackett, the first year head coach. Remind you, he was a guy that was with uh, Matt Lafleur and and the Green Bay Packers, right? But and he got the job basically so that Aaron Rodgers would go to Denver. They never really wanted Russ at the time. They wanted to get Aaron Rodgers, but he decided to stay in Green Bay. And um, a lot of things, and a lot of things that really has shown, Nathaniel Hackett has been way over his head.
0: Oh, for sure. The
1: play calling has been atrocious. The play designs have been bad. Um, just nothing has looked right at all with this Broncos offense. And a lot now there are, there's a ton of responsibility on Russ's part, but a lot of that has to go with just knowing who, who how your quarterback is built, who he is. Russ is a guy that specializes on broken plays, uh, moving the pocket, and being able to make something out of nothing. He's not a timing guy where the, where he just follows the design plays that have been drawn out. And we've seen that a lot before, and it's kind of made Russ look a lot bad than what it is. You take that to an account. And now to the point at the dread deadline, the Denver Broncos traded Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins and he was one of your best defensive players. Randy Gregory was supposed to help out alongside of him, but he ended up getting hurt. Um, trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. But, yeah, Javante Williams being out, Garrett Bowles being out for the season, Jerry Judy, he's been nicked with injuries, and he's currently out for a while. It, it It's just been whatever can go wrong with the Broncos has gone wrong. It's Murphy's Law. And long. they have been – the most disappointing team based on the expectations that we've had and how tremendously bad they have looked on offense. Like literally the only bright spot of the Denver Broncos has been Patrick Sertain submitting himself as the best quarterback in college football, not college football, but NFL. <laughs> but overall, it has been the Denver Broncos.
0: So here's my thing. So while I, I hear what you're saying, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um I think the only person who's in more over their head than Hackett is Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, here's the thing though, is McDaniels has so done you, this So before.
1: you're picking the Raiders.
0: I'm picking the Raiders because McDaniels has done this before. He's been a head coach before in Denver and it didn't work. Like he, McDaniels can't had, McDaniels can't coach himself out of a paper bag. This is absolutely horrendous. How this team has been showing. You blew a 20 point lead to my Jaguars? My team? We weren't there yet. Y'all blew a 20 point lead to us. That's on you. (laughs) It's 100% on you. I think McDaniels is completely out of his depth. And it's to your point, Hackett is also out of his depth. I think this is his first time as a head coach. It's not working out. And I think he goes back to a coordinator thing. The reason why I think it's the Raiders is because if McDaniels can't turn it around now that we're in the second half of the season, he will never be a head coach again. I was actually talking to um, our buddies over at uh, Fan of the Van podcast, uh, Jim, and we both kind of came up to the point where the Raiders should have hired their old interim head coach from last year. You remember him? I do. I do. Yeah, so he's doing um, – right now he's a special team coordinator in Green Bay. The re- the fact that he didn't get the job is insane to me. I mean, he came back. The players loved him, and that's part – we'll get into this whole Jeff Saturday thing um, a little bit later. But the players love the coach, and that's what you want as a head coach. You want a coach who the players will go to war for every single day. And if they're not willing to do that – and I don't think they're willing to do that for McDaniels. And I know – Derek Carr was, you know, crying up on the podium, which you know I I respect. You know, it's emotional. It sucks because on paper this team should not be two and seven. This team should not have the. This team should not have less wins than my Jaguars. That's just in. That's incredible. This team should not like Derek Carr should not be this bad. No, it's, it's with the amount of talent
1: like you get your college, your old college teammate like Devonte Adams. And then, the, remember, there yeah. were a lot of reports about circulating with the Raiders saying, like, oh, Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams, he's getting forced targets so much. And then they went a few weeks where he wasn't getting targeted enough. And then, like, it goes back to he's not like he's getting forced targeted so much.
0: You can't uh, win for trying. I mean, that's, that's where we're at. And I mean, it, it hasn't helped that Waller's been out, but Waller's not the whole team. You have a phenomenal running back in Josh Jacobs, which the fact that you haven't paid him yet is ridiculous to me. You have one of the best, if not, you know, if not the best, and you have a top five wide receiver as your ex. You have Hunter Renfro, who is a fan. He, I don't know about fantastic. He's a fantastic he's a slot. slot receiver. He's, he's a, a great fan. slot receiver. To,
1: to me, he's a fantastic slot. Also, the, the other thing you got to consider uh, with the Raiders, hmm is just like they got other backup weapons that can produce as well. It, it, it's like it is disappointing with them on how you know, they have played, they have performed this season. But I still got to go back to Denver, uh, Denver because like remember, the Raiders did beat Denver.
0: The Raiders did beat Denver, but here's the thing: The Raiders defensive line is still together, and it's still bad. <laughs> It's still bad. If you told me that Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, as you know, a pair of rushing ends, would not be absolutely dominating across the or across the board,
1: I, is that? I'm thinking that Max Crosby is, is, has been hurt this year.
0: Not Max Crosby. So?
1: I, not, no, Max Crosby's been doing the same. I've been thinking Chandler Jones has been hurt this year. Has he even been playing?
0: He's been playing. I haven't been able to tell. They also might have been doubling him. So, I mean, right now, for the season, he's got 12 total tackles and half a sack. How are you
1: going to be doubling him and not double, uh, not double, like, Max Crawford, who's looked like he's been performing at an extreme level?
0: He had, so, where are we at? I'm looking at his stats right now. For the regular season, he has 19 total tackles and half a sack. Which I, I don't, and it, I could be wrong. He might have been hurt. I just don't remember hearing anything about it. That's the thing. Which is crazy to me. I mean, this is one of the most of, of our time, one of the more dominant defensive ends of our time. Yep. So, like, what what's happening? What's happening in Oakland to the point where you you Las Vegas, you have- Vegas? I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm not trying I to get mean it. Somebody
1: Oakland. literally said like the Raiders will forever be on, like known as Oakland.
0: Oh, for sure. Like it, it's, I've been trying. It, it's for the Chargers too. It's I, I know they're now the L.A. Chargers, but they're San Diego to me. It, the Rams are just weird. Um, but that's a whole other discussion for another day. Yep. But, like, it, it's the Raiders to me, man, because on paper, this team should be 7-2, and two, not 2-7. Two and seven. Yep. What, what else we got? I, I, think, mean, we got yeah, some, I think we got some
1: headlines to talk about.
0: We got a couple headlines to talk about. So one thing that I do want to get into a little bit is everybody's biggest issue with Green Bay and how, speaking of disappointments, how Green Bay was going to, you know, all Rodgers needed was a number one receiver. I think he found them, and they're still losing. <laughs> They're still losing. That's because
1: Green Bay is already too far too far in. But uh, we're we're going to talk about that after we get done with our five our five minutes our five or five minute headlines.
0: Oh, you want to get into those quick ones? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So first of all, um, I was a huge. Let's get into some insane coaching stuff. Um, Jeff Saturday has officially broken a record. Perfect time for the ESPN alert. Um, Jeff Saturday has officially you know done something that has never been done by an NFL head coach before, and that is tweet out that the team he was going to play in two weeks is absolutely garbage then go from his couch to the team and beating them. He beat the Raiders and he had only been a coach for a week.
1: Mind you, I had a problem. The only issue that I had a problem with the whole Jeff Saturday, uh, hire was just a hiring process. I have no issue with Jeff Saturday whatsoever. I actually like him. He was a tremendous NFL analyst. It's just like, I get he knows football, but I always thought there was a hiring process with the NFL. Now, NFL has been very controversial when it comes to the process of hiring Correct. people in general. We understand that. But at the same time, it's like this happens. This is also a good thing for Jeff Saturday, but this also can vote as a bad thing uh, for the rest of the hiring process of the NFL. But congrats to him. Uh, he did his thing. They look more motivated. And, you know, we're going to see what he could do. We're
0: going to see what he could do tomorrow. This, and I'm concerned because, so in high school, when he was coaching high school, he, I think he had either, I think he had a below 500 record, which I mean, it's high school. You know, there's, there is a, don't even, don't, don't come at me for the differences. I don't, I don't care. I know there's differences, not the point. Now, the reason why, and again, Jim and I were talking about this with Fan in the Van. um, The thing I'm concerned about, is I think he's going to be. I'm, I'm worried that this whole Jeff Saturday thing is going to be another player turned coach, where he starts out hot and then just fizzles out. You look at Herm Edwards or Art Shell; they were fantastic players in their own right. Art Shell's even better comparison because he was a lineman who they came back to coach and just couldn't do it. Like it, it concerns. It takes a certain person to be able to coach. You need to be a a leader. You need for a coach uh, to quote i guess um a lot of famous coaches
1: leader leader of men
0: a leader of men exactly you need to be a leader of men and that's one thing that i've always been concerned about where if the vets start to turn on saturday that locker room's over okay
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it a little bit like this i'm gonna play a little bit of devil devil's advocate okay jeff saturday you saw a little bit of a different type of vibe with the Colts players you did. They look more motivated. They look ready to play, not to mention uh, Saturday's connections and relations towards the uh, Indianapolis Colts organization. Right. He can connect with a lot of the fan. He can connect with those players because, one, he's a former player, and, two, uh, the level of knowledge that he has about the game, and I think he's going to be able to relate to that. Second mm-hmm. thing is – he he doesn't have to be all X's and O's. He could be one of them. He could be one of those type of play on like football, uh, football coaches that is like a like a CEO, Mm -hmm. where you let the defensive coordinator do his thing. You let the offensive uh, coach do his, uh, like his, uh, like his thing as well. And you just make sure that your players are disciplined. They play football, they handle their business and they stay motivated you keep them motivated i okay. think he could do that
0: he could do that but if they start losing games then you have another gus bradley and i am very familiar with you know the the gus bus being all positivity and you know hype and everything but if no, you to no, win no, no, no. games me, for, it's hard to stay hype
1: for me give me give me guys like as an athlete, give me guys that are going to keep me honest, like that, that actually will tell the truth. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Tell me the truth so I can go ahead and get better. If I get mad about it, I'm going to be in a, like, I, I'm the type that's going to be an adult about it and understand, look, I can be mad, but no, it, be coachable. It, yeah. Be coach like be coachable on that point. I'm not with all that. Y- I'm not with all that. Yes, man. Y- and yeah. like, I'm not with all that. Yes, man stuff. Like that's not going to make me better.
0: No. And you, it, it's it, again to your point. You need to be coachable. Now, the one thing I would say is, uh, it's um, jury's still out for me. Uh, if Coach, it wasn't, yeah, Coach go ahead, sorry,
1: Coast got Philly this week.
0: If they beat Philly, I'm I'm officially with Jeff Saturday. That's where I'm at. If it wasn't the worst team in football that you beat, I would give you, you especially know, this,
1: Especially remember, Philly. Uh, not Philly. Indy's not going to have Shaq Leonard. Uh, for this game, he's
0: right. out for this game. Right. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. So, I mean, but let's let's like he said, or, uh, Let's let's move on. And we'll see how it is. If he beats Philly, then I will officially uh be on the Jeff Saturday uh bandwagon. We'll but see. Let's keep it. Uh, let's keep it AFC South, man. So, and we'll go back to Green Bay too. So, did you hear what happened to the Titans offensive coordinator? What happened? <laughs> Let me read you the headline. I'll read you the first little bit. Uh, let's see if we can find it. Downing went through the intake process at 4.36 a.m. and was bonded out at 6.46 a.m. For those who don't know, Todd Downing is the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Within hours after beating Green Bay, uh, he was charged with a DUI and speeding, uh, according to the Tennessee Highway Patrol. So you beat Green Bay, and then within hours, no good headline starts with at 4.36 a.m., if I have a specific wait, wait, time in the on. headline,
1: wait, 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 hold on now. Hold on. I mean, like, <laughs> there have possibly been some good things in life around 4 a.m. <laughs> I mean, maybe not some stuff that we can say on air, dude. I'm saying for
0: a headline. For a headline.
1: I, I mean, okay, no, no, no. Or, like, maybe there's a star player now announced on free agency that he's going to stay somewhere. Mate, okay. Think, think about Paul George when he was with OKC, and he like, and he and he was at a party with Russell Westbrook, and he announced he was gonna stay at OKC. Now I'm not sure if that was at 4 a.m., but like, you know
0: <laughs> usually, very rarely does good news come at 4:30 in the morning. I so, you. but that's besides the point. Titans offensive coordinator has been arrested, charged the DUI. He's gonna be coaching this week. Just uh, I'll, I'll keep it very, very brief. Don't drive. Don't 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 be stupid. This is the easiest thing to avoid in the world.
1: Easiest thing I, to mess up your career. Ask Henry I, Ruggs.
0: Ask Henry Ruggs. Ask uh Andy Reed's kid, who thankfully no one was hurt in the Titans incident, but Andy Reed's kid has uh been charged with uh, I think it's vehicular manslaughter. Yep. Uh, potentially. I don't remember exactly what the charge is. Anyways, one of the um it, it's insane. This is the easiest thing to avoid. You work for a multi million potentially billion dollar team and a certainly a multi-billion dollar industry you can get a ride yep I, it, it's this not is, hard this isn't hard this We're, is the easiest thing reminder, the to avoid. we are
1: in the era of uber and lyft,
0: and uber, possibly a lyft third there's other ones it, it's nuts to me there is like, no reason you ain't gotta you should, wait
1: for a taxi no more
0: no there is no reason this should have happened it's it, ridiculous there's no excuses no more no no excuse down and you're an idiot I it, the fact that this even happened, this is the, one of the easiest things to avoid in the world at yeah. this point. I don't even understand it. Anybody who's being stupid yeah. like this, I don't j- just j- get an uber. it It's not that expensive, not. I, Just don't be dumb. That's word of advice for the day. Um, yeah. so one one more head coaching story before we move on. Uh, NC State, so former NC state football player Joseph Balpoli, which I apologize if I mispronounced it. Uh was arrested this week and charged with misdemeanor stalking and communicating threats towards current NC State Wolfpack head coach Dave Dorian. Uh he was also charged with resisting public or er, uh resisting a public official after police say he pulled away to avoid being handcuffed during his arrest. That's a, uh I don't know about that charge. Um, but apparently he was harassing and sending threatening messages uh to the current head coach. Which what what are you doing, man? What did he do to you? Like, I, don't, I don't know enough about the story, but that's, that's wild to me. There's been a lot of crazy coaching stuff coming out uh, these last few days. So, But that's kind of a quick little wrap-up on that. And I do want to get into some potentially good news, but also uh, as of recording this, um, I am a miserable Gators fan. My Gators have just lost to Vanderbilt. Emphasis so, on the word misery. Oh, it's so much fun. Well, at I least you notice. didn't
1: lose to Missouri. Did that's you lose true.
0: Missouri? I, uh, no, I think we beat them. Maybe I don't even know anymore. I'm just waiting to see how much Jaguars let me down this weekend too. Um, but <laughs> when this airs Monday, we'll see if I'm happy or not, but I do have some good news about the Gators. So the Gators are actually, they, they may be losing a bit of the transfer portal. Um, we've had a couple of players be dismissed. Um, Fletcher Cox was dismissed, which from everything I heard was very, very needed. Um, DeWan Black just got dismissed from the team and is in the transfer portal. And then, or a, uh, or tight end McDowell, whose name first name is escaping me, I apologize. And Trent Whittemore, who's the wide receiver that we have, are both into the transit portal as well. Um, however, uh, we just flipped Jaden Rashada, who is one of the top QBs in this year's dra- or, uh, recruiting class uh, from Miami, and another in-state win. We flipped uh, offensive lineman Roger Kearney from Florida State, and we were talking about this early in the call. Jalen, you were saying Miami had a, a really good recruiting class this year, Yo, correct?
1: They like they got like they 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 t- they coming.
0: Like, According to two four seven sports, Miami is the number nine recruiting class. You know who's now number eight? Oh, Florida. Oh, <laughs> after stealing Jaden Rashada, we have now surpassed Miami and jumped them. They went from eleven to nine in the most recent recruiting rankings for two four seven sports. Florida went from twelve to eight. That's hilarious to me. We'll keep that brief on that one. I do want to get into. Uh, let's get in a little bit of. So, we've already talked about it a little bit. Um, Christian Watson is the new number one for Aaron Rodgers. Potentially, um, he's been balling out these last two weeks. I think he's had five touchdowns over the last two weeks, which is absurd.
1: He's been balling, and doing his thing. Uh, yeah, he's been doing
0: thing. his thing. Yeah, yeah. I give him credit. Uh, it's it, Rodgers finally had someone show up, which is it's good for him. We'll see if this you know starts to turn the team around. But that's a brief little bit on the NFL. Let's get into some baseball, man. For our, our Few baseball fans out there. It's MLB free agency, and it has certainly been an interesting free agency period. um The Braves actually were not able to re-sign Dansby before he became a free agent. Sounds bad, right? but yeah. I heard. So it was a one year. I think it was a one year, nineteen million dollar offer, and he's just testing the free agency. From what everything I've heard, he's looking to get paid, and I don't blame him. Get your money. Yeah, he's been balling out. We ne- it, we say it all the time. We never, ever, ever will question anybody
1: getting their money.
0: No, you do what you got to do. We understand, you know. But there's other. It, it, we talked about it a little bit last week and kind of the difference between Brady and Rogers. Brady was always taking pay cuts, but he was also getting better endorsements, everything like that. Find a way to get your money. You do what you got to do. Um, but that's a whole other tangent we won't get in on. Where do you think Aaron Judge is going to go? You think he stays? You think he goes? I like think
1: he stays in New York. Uh, New, New York would have a major setback if they let like the guy that broke the single season. Um, uh, the yeah the um, the alleged single season. Home the Yankees' single
0: season so, record.
1: Yeah, you, you you would lose a lot of. You may not lose fan base, but you're going to lose a whole lot of support and love. Yeah. for the Yankees. If you if you let that happen, so. Yeah, I think he stays in New York. I don't think they'll let him go.
0: I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, it's for me, like, I, I guess some of the, the big three names right now in free agency are, well, we've already, the Red Sox have already kind of let Xander Bogarts test free agency, which will be interesting. Um, but, I mean, the big three names that most people are looking at are Aaron Judge, DeGrom, and Carlos Correa. And Judge, I think Judge leaves. I think Judge gets a ridiculous number he can't refuse. As for DeGrom, um, I would love to face him again. Uh, <laughs> DeGrom's a great pitcher. I don't want him to come to Atlanta. I've been hearing people talking about how he might go to the Braves. I really don't want to see that person. I'll take a more
1: picture, more picture to marry you. Even if it doesn't work out, we've got some young guys. We're, the Braves are one of the best like organizations at developing young talent,
0: and I love it. DeGrom's I got a young talent, love though. love it. I wouldn't consider DeGrom young talent, though. I'd consider DeGrom doing oh, this for a minute.
1: No, what I mean is if it doesn't work, we could just get one of our young uh, our young guys. I see
0: what you're saying now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying now. So for me, I mean, I would honestly, selfishly, I'd like to see DeGrom go to Boston just because Boston needs pitching help desperately. And this is somebody who didn't watch a ton of baseball last season, just to be perfectly honest with everybody. Um, But I... My socks are not who I expect them to be, but that's besides the point. What about Correa? Where do you think Correa goes?
1: There's no telling.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, but let's also talk about. Let's talk about one more thing too. Uh, NBA, NBA's back and it's in full freaking swing.
1: We're like it ain't back no more. Like it's just it's just in full swing.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm loving to see it, man. It's been fun. Been seeing some of these games. Who's been the biggest surprise for you this year?
1: Uh, team wise, I got to go with the Portland Trail Blazers. I'm thinking like uh, Dame decided to come back. I didn't think they would play as good as they're doing now. So big shout out to them on that point. I, I got to go like Dame's playing good. Anthony Simons is playing good. Jeremy Grant is playing good, and, and like Chauncey Billups, he, he's doing his thing over there. So I got to go with the Portland Trail Blazers. Uh, that's my good. This yeah yeah. I got to go with my Trail Blazers. Uh, not I my think- Trail Blazers, but the Trail Blazers.
0: I think my biggest surprise has honestly been the lack of a drop-off from the Jazz. The Jazz are currently the number two team in the West behind Memphis, which... That is speaking right. Speaking of Memphis, rest up, Ja, come back oh, healthy okay. man.
1: Okay, let me ask you this. That? Um If you got the Jazz in their rank that high, would you... Have, like going into the season, would you believe that the Sacramento Kings are the best team in California? <laughs> Hell No. <laughs> Hey, shout out shout out to Mike. Shout
0: Monk. out to the Kings, man. That's shout, out to, shout
1: out to Mike Brown doing his thing, but I'm really happy for like uh De'Aaron Fox. And, yeah, I've always liked De'Aaron Fox. Like Malik Monk is showing Lake a Nation like you should have you should have brought me back.
0: Absolutely, they should have brought him back. And if you look at like some of the Trying to look at some of their players and pull up their stats. Like Sabonis is coming into his own. Keegan Aaron Murray, Fox he, is doing just Keegan fine.
1: Murray is he? he he's
0: good. He is Keegan good. Murray's doing good. Kevin Hurd is doing fine now. Uh, I'm happy Atlanta for Kevin. Hawks.
1: He's shooting. He's shooting a career high and like yeah. 2.0 point percentage. I'm really happy for him. Um, Harrison Barnes. We, we, we missed him Barnes at the hall, but like, I, I, we're fine. I, I think we're gonna be fine. Like it, it, it all worked. It all worked out for both parties and stuff. So like. You know, oh. just take it one day and just take it one game at a time. But I'm I'm really happy for uh, for 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 Kayvon.
0: But yeah, I mean, honestly, like to your point, like it, the Hawks. I mean, now that you bring them up, Hawks are third in the East right now. Hawks are doing just fine.
1: Yeah, nine and six had a ba- had a bad loss against uh, the number one team currently in the East right now to the Boston Celtics. Uh, uh, I, I hate. I want. I don't like not showing up in primetime games. But when you're shooting below t- uh, below the 30s in field goal percentage and three point percentage against a team that can play really good defense, um, you you, man, I I just uh, look. I know we're it. gonna be fine. And like bogged down he hasn't played yet, and he's really gonna help out with three point shooting. And like we have gotten better, trade's gotten better. Uh, Dejounte Murray is helping out everybody. Our defense is getting better, but I just hope our shooting get better it gets better as well. Like we keep working on that. So only time will tell.
0: I hear you. I mean, did, we'll close out the NBA with something too. Is uh, my Celtics are balling out. A uh, very little drop off from uh, Ime Udoka leaving. So that's, which, that's right. You are a Celtics yeah. man. Very little drop off from that. Celtics are doing everything they've been doing. We picked up right where we left off, and it's nice to see. Now I think the one thing that I will say too, I don't know if he's back back, but it looked like John Wall's back in early John Wall form.
1: He he, he looks good. He ain't got to do too much. Well, no, but, but also the, the Clippers uh,
0: are the Clippers, so I, yeah, I expect nothing from they're them.
1: They're gonna be they're gonna be a good team this year. They're gonna go like uh, yeah, the Clippers gonna be a good team this year. Looks like but, I was right. There was another team that really that really surprised me um, so far this season. I can't I can't quite think of it.
0: You know who didn't surprise me? Who Timberwolves.
1: Yeah, they're doing better than the
0: Lakers. <laughs> oh, my God. The the geriatric Lakers. <laughs> Lakers need to find a way to turn that around. That's going to be insane. Yeah. And then, okay, one thing we need to talk about, too. Remind me, correct me if I'm wrong. Kevin Durant wants to trade again.
1: Uh, Brooklyn's just a mess right now. They got, they got It's a they
0: dumpster are fire. They
1: a mess right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's an absolute. Yeah, they don't
1: know what they want to do.
0: No, KD wants out. I don't blame him at all. Yeah. It, it's it, the fan base is turning on him. Uh, ben Simmons, no.
1: When Ben Simmons is a starter, you the stadium, we stadium we franchise. Not
0: no, not we, at all. At all. No, at all. Cavs, Cavs been looking fine. Darius Garland's yeah, that,
1: yeah, they're going to improve a lot. I mean, you get the, like you get Davion Mitchell to your team, and like you remember, it's a team that went deep. Donovan and, Mitchell, like, Davion, made, or, yeah, Donovan, yeah, Donovan Mitchell, like going deep into the the playing tournament last year, got put up by my Hawks and stuff. So like you, you know, you are going to see a lot of improvement. They're gonna they're gonna yeah. be a force to reckon with in the Easter Conference. So you know, no big shock there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's end the show. Uh, on a college football note, let's bring it all full circle. Let's go back to college football. Uh, as of recording this, we're recording this on uh, November 19th, and there have been uh, plenty of scares this week in the uh, college football a world. A
1: whole lot of things that could have happened. And that could have ended some cases. Like, uh,
0: TCU had a last-minute field goal survive. to win. Michigan came back from behind. Uh, Georgia looked like garbage against Kentucky.
1: But still one by 10.
0: But still won. Which I mean, a wins, a wins, a wins, a wins, a win.
1: Ohio State, they close that, they close out Maryland.
0: Yep. Uh, Those are the Clemson. Top. Clemson looked like they were moving again, but again, Miami's been garbage this year. Uh, North Carolina just lost to Georgia Tech.
1: Okay, now that one surprised me. Like, yeah,
0: not... that one surprised me. Um, uh, Arkansas cur- cur- is currently
1: USC is in the second is in the second quarter against UCLA, so that's a rival game. I'm actually gonna be tuning in on that one. I like oh, watching yeah. USC play, but I don't see USC like be able to get no bids. Be- now, okay, if TCU or Michigan would have lost. That would have boosted, uh, like USC if they were able to defeat UCLA. went yeah, Tennessee, off. Tennessee's yeah. currently getting their butts kicked by, um, by South Carolina, and I only know it's over eleven. But I mean, by the way that South Carolina playing a Rattler,
0: looking like the dude they was at Oklahoma before Caleb Williams came along. Ole Miss is looking like hot garbage too, with Arkansas beating. Yeah, them.
1: yeah that one. Currently,
0: good. currently, yeah. by the time that this was- airs, these could all be horrible yeah. takes. But we'll we'll see yeah, how this goes.
1: Hurt, not even horrible takes. We're talking about look. The current college football rankings right now for the college football playoffs is Georgia's number one, Ohio, they were they were successful. Ohio State was successful at number two. Number three is Michigan. They were successful, and, like, that sets up everything for the primetime matchup next week in Columbus of Ohio mm-hmm. uh, with Ohio State hosting the arch rival, the rivalry, Michigan. Uh, at number four is TCU. Uh, they will play – they will play next week at, against Iowa State, and they already clinched their berth to the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship um, two weeks from now, and they were able to win. Most likely they would have secured their spot in the college football playoffs on uh, who they would play. I currently cannot tell you at this moment in time because I honestly do not know. At number five is Tennessee, and by the looks of it, again, um, might miss out on the playoffs if they don't turn things around against South Carolina. USC is at number seven. And uh, once again, UCLA is leading them by seven. So only time will tell. So actually there is a good clean shot that USC could make the playoffs. Clemson dominated today against Miami. Um, They could make the playoffs if TCU, if T, look, Ohio State and Michigan, one of them's gonna make the playoffs; the other one will not. We'll that, see. That's a, that's a no. But that this that's just gonna be a no-brain. One of them to make. The, like I know Alabama's at number eight, but we're not making. It. I'm sorry. Like I, I, look, I've already came to that conclusion. One or two lost. We're not making it. We haven't played like a team that has earned the right to make the college football playoff. Now, if the expansion was happening, oh, we was gonna be in there regardless of any situation.
0: Y'all could though. That's the thing. So here's what happens: You guys could potentially win if um, Oregon has to beat Utah, but lose in the Pac-12 championship.
1: Oh, but here's the thing: If LSU was somehow to upset Georgia in the SEC championship, they will get in. Georgia's in regardless.
0: Georgia's in regardless. Georgia, Georgia's in regardless. Georgia
1: is in regardless. Ohio I'm State and Michigan is always up to that game. Now, if Michigan I'm was called. playing bad, Ohio State was in uh, was going to be in it regardless.
0: Well cuz he so here's what's going to happen. There are four undefeated teams left in college football right now. There are yep. four. Yep. One of them is not going to be undefeated next week.
1: Because you're based off of next week and that's Michigan and Ohio State.
0: Yep. There's one that won't be undefeated next week. So what I think is going to happen, here's how this goes down. All right. If Michigan beats Ohio State, Ohio State drops to 4. TCU goes up to 3, Michigan goes to 2. But Ohio State won't drop out of the top 4 at all. Because you still have, even if Tennessee pulls out the win tonight, you still have a 10 and 1 Tennessee. So, Ohio That's State going is to be a coin
1: slip, though. Now, I, okay. Ohio State but, loses next week. Michigan right. is going to the Big Ten championship.
0: Right. Against uh, Penn State.
1: Against Penn State. And I, I would agree with you with Ohio State getting there, especially if Penn State were to beat Michigan. But even if Penn State, okay, that, I think the only scenario where you get Michigan, both Michigan and Ohio State in the college football playoff, either one wins and one of them loses, and one of them and either one loses the Big Ten championship.
0: Yeah, I mean it's possible. That's Penn State ba- is that's
1: basically it because I, I, yeah, it's gonna be crazy, and I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, and LSU's not beating Georgia. I'm but if Tennessee,
1: Tennessee does not beat South Carolina, no. they yeah.
0: out. Yeah, no. Tennessee's not if they can beat South Carolina.
1: Now, okay, let, let's do another scenario. All right, four teams are undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, TCU's in a Big 12 championship. Right. Georgia's in the SEC championship against LSU, who has one, who right. has uh, two losses on their belt. Um, Michigan and Ohio State got to play each other. So, and Tennessee's currently at one loss. If Tennessee loses, and if Georgia beats crap out of LSU mm-hmm. and if USC loses mm-hmm. it to me i think it's going to be Georgia, Ohio State, Mich- uh, Ohio State, Mich- uh, T- TCU and Clemson because Clemson is going to be fi- uh, going to be playing for a conference title and they most likely going to win
0: It'll be against UNC, too, I, I think. I just
1: don't – like, as much as I want to see it, I, I don't see Alabama. I don't see Alabama getting in, man. I, I like And I hate to say that, but I don't see it. Because it could be have, worse. You could we be have my have dad. Not, we, we have move. not played like a coll- uh, like a, like a college football playoff team.
0: It's Bill O'Brien. I, I I
1: know. It's Bill O'Brien, and it's the inconsistency of Pete Goldman.
0: I don't like blame. I do like blaming the coaches. Let's let's go back to that. Let me let me take that back for us. <laughs> take that back. It's there are times where it's the players making dumb moves, dumb calls, you know, dumb bad reads, you know, try not getting out of bounds. There are mental mistakes that the players do on the field because in the heat of the moment, sometimes you just react. That's not happening with Alabama. Oh, it is predictability. Yep. And inconsistency yep. across the board. The yep. only thing that's consistent is how predictable this team has been all yep. year.
1: It's like give it to Bryce, try to make and try to like try try let him see if he can pull a rabbit out of his butt.
0: I would here's the thing with Bryce. So Bryce is already gonna be a top five pick. Yep. The only way, and I it's it's we'll wrap it up soon. Um, the only way I see Bryce Young coming back the, uh, is – Bill I o- don't, I don't, but if he does, it's if Bill O'Brien is gone. If he looks up to Save and it says it, I will come Bill back O'Brien if you case, being gone, him.
1: it also depends on the coordinator that they would bring in. Because I'm gonna look at it like this. I, I hear where you're going with that. I'm i I'm definitely gonna look at it like this. This would be this would be one of my like fantasy dream scenarios. Bill O'Brien gets fired or lets mm-hmm. go or leaves before Bill um before Bryce Young. Announces that he's going to end. He's going to forgo his senior season and enter the NFL draft. Well,
0: he's he's a redshirt junior, right? Yes, he, okay, so. he is.
1: He is a red. He is a redshirt junior.
0: I would so, see him. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, finish that. So
1: he, if that happens, and if they hurry up and get an offensive coordinator that seems like a really good play caller and his play in his play designs, can work and be able to exploit and build trust with Bryce Young, I can see him coming back. If we don't, then we're just going to have to get ready for Jalen Milrow or whoever's going to win the like the quarterback competition that's coming to Alabama next season because we have done a terrific job at drafting, at recruiting quarterbacks. And Milrow, I've already said this time and time again, he's raw talent. Yep. He's raw talent. He got talent. It is raw. He can't read defenses just yet. And okay, he got the arm strength. He does have, he does have some accuracy. But re-defense, re decision-making, and being in an offense that he's comfortable with, that feeds off his strength, which is not just run the ball. He can throw that thing. Yep. But you've got to be able to have an offense around him that will, make, that will make things easier for him where he doesn't have to do too much.
0: No, that's going yep. to that's
1: gonna, that's gonna come from the play caller in, in design.
0: And I'm gonna I'm gonna rip the bandit off for you right now because I'm gonna tell you right now he's not coming back. He's a guaranteed top five pick. He's not coming back. There's no yeah, reason know. to. I know. Only-
1: <laughs> I know. We gotta rip the bandit off. But I already know it's off. I'm just ignoring. I, I'm just ignoring. I don't blame him.
0: We, we are wishful thinking to the nth degree. We wish Bryce Young the best. To luck. in that fantasy. Time.
1: I said dream fantasy. <laughs> I've already said that.
0: I got you. You Got anything else you want to get into, man? Uh, no, nah, no.
1: Nah, I think I think I, already, I think I already said all that.
0: All right, man. Well, if we don't want to get anything else on that, then we're going to call it. Um, we'll say it now. Uh, we're going to try to get two episodes out this week, kind of catch back up a little bit. Um, definitely want to try to get something out for everybody driving back for the holidays. Um, uh, we do wish our listeners a happy holidays. If you're not gonna, you know, if you're listening to this before anything else. Um, but before we get into all that and before we close everything out, I want to give a shout out to the people who have rated us five stars and kind of help support the show. Uh, I want to, So, and that's something that we definitely are, we're starting to do and we're kind of getting more into it. If you guys want to shout out, rate the show five stars. Um, and we'll, you know, shout out either your name, or if you've got a podcast, we'll do that too. So shout out. And a lot of these from the good pods group, uh, on Twitter. So, uh, I want to shout out, visit Vegas places, uh, voice of four, uh, the unfiltered, and stupid history minute podcast, chime in podcast, uh, wrestling world podcast, fan of the van podcast, and the 1420 uh, sports podcast. Those last three are all sports podcasts. Um, Give those guys a listen if you like our uh, kind of what we talk about. Um, great takes, great guys. And they, all the other podcasts are very unique in their own right as well. Um, if you want to tell us how you feel about the show, as always, you can rate us five stars. Uh, Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast, there's a rating method. Five stars, comment, feed the algorithm gods. Keep us going up those charts and getting us in the direction where we can get more listeners. And if you liked it too... Tell everyone, tell everyone, you know, friends, family, everybody. I want everybody to show their family, this podcast at the Thanksgiving dinner table. If you want to reach out to us and let us know some thoughts as well, or if you find some topics, articles, anything you want us to talk about on the show and discuss, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, we're to do the sports news on Facebook, or you can reach out to us on Twitter, um, which is still around, uh, when I get into that, uh, <laughs> at TDS and pod on Twitter. Um, you know, reach out to us more than happy to interact with you guys on there. Um, but as always, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll see you next time.
1: Peace.